Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his heritage. And I will be his God. And he will be my son. Behold, I am making all things new. All things new. All things new. So fresh, so clean. Vision here, our theme for this year. All things new. Behold, I am making all things new things new. That's a promise we have. Without hope, we will find ourselves discouraged, weighted down by the issues of life. But with hope, the hope that's unseen, start to have passion and persistence, even in the most unlikely of settings. How many people, when you get a haircut, you feel like you look all dapper, swagger on high, flying, you know, lined up? Um, What makes you feel new? So funny. Sometimes clothes make you feel good. And I I didn't plan this illustration, but I just went backstage and decided to gargle some Listerine and went to spit it out. And it's got all over my shirt. I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And uh, every time I wear the white shirt, Chris always says, you know, you're wearing a white shirt and uh, good luck. Because there's been so many times where I spill stuff, you don't feel new, you're trying to hide it. Who cares? At the end of the day, we get cleaned up sometimes for all the wrong reasons instead of just being. We have nobody we need to impress. And the coolest thing is when we're in Jesus, um, that's what makes us impressive. It's so impressive. Vision, to see beyond our sight. People say, okay, I'll believe it um, when I see it. What about today, if I introduce to you? We'll see it when we believe it. We change the game, change our perspective, the way we think. Revelation 21, I love that um, God doesn't leave us confused about the future. He, he didn't have to. Has anyone ever thought about that? Who owes me and you an answer? God, God better speak to me, you know. He, he doesn't show up in the sky. What is he? Look, he could give us a million, in, uh, million signs and, and tell you that our heart is so deceptive and wicked because of sin. Unless... The Spirit uh, regenerates us, makes us new, and gives us new perspective. That's how sometimes we can be through things that we know are wrong. We just can't even see clearly in the moment. It's justifying the, the, the poison, if you will, right? 
And so God gives us new life in our hearts, the kingdom of heaven. And I, I, as I touch there, I can still feel the Listerine. And um, <laughs> the kingdom of heaven that's coming new in us and the, the picture of a new heaven and a new earth. And so in Revelation 21, here we pick it up, verse one. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So not only is God gonna hit the reset button, but he's also doing a technology refresh. Now I know last week I gave the illustration of the tech company and uh, it was pretty uh, intense, you know, turning the wheel one way to the another. There's no tech company that I know of, but uh, so apologize to anybody who thinks there's a tech company, but the cooler tech company that's coming is God's city and God's people on mission today. And so as you have this perspective, here's what you have. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. So what he's saying is, okay, that's obsolete. It's not needed, but I'm gonna make a better version of it. Now, speaking of better versions, our oldest son, his name is Jerome. And when I look at him, he's kind of like the 2.0 version, we say. He's already memorizing scripture at a young age. His skin is amazing. You know, his mom's Mexican, and I'm a gringo. And, um, but I got an African-American name, Jerome, and she's got a white girl name named Crystal. And so my whole life growing up, everybody thinks I'm black, and everybody thinks she's going to be white. And, and uh, in fact, somebody in City Life last year said, Jerome's Mexican, and she's white, right? And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, and um, cred. And so I love that stuff. I just love it because I, I, stereotypes and, 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 and whatever lines that people draw, I just love it being messy, you know? When people hear, oh, the, the rapper named Jerome is coming to our church, what are they thinking? They're not, yeah, exactly. All right, so there's been so many times people have just walked by me. They just walked by me. And I remember we come from a little tiny village called Pinckney, and my mom took some flack naming me Jerome. I believe it was, I think it was God. Because it helped set the course, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't even want to insert a name because it's probably somebody's name here. But it would have changed my life a little differently um, if I had just, you know. And, and people would say, Amy, why did you name him Jerome? And they'd kind of mask that. I don't think that's a white boy name. They'd say, that's a big name for a little kid. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's because I really believe that part of my story was going to be bridge and uh, diversity and helping uh, uh, begin conversations at the table. Really, there's conversations that need to take place. It's messy. Understanding is one of the greatest things because once you understand, once you become aware, now we're accountable. And a lot of times we don't want to understand because we don't want to be accountable. And as we understand what we're really accountable of is this heaven mindset that if there's a new city and if there's a new earth and you have Jerome, this 2.0 kid, well, how much more is the 2.0 heaven and earth going to be like? Will you keep that verse up? Heaven and earth going to be like? It's going to be so powerful. It should engage us in a way that, okay, maybe I'm, I need to complain a little differently when I drive down MLK because if God's given me new, then why am I just complaining about what he's given me today? You know, sometimes if you, if, you, if you buy today of what you could have more of tomorrow, you'll only get a limited supply when there's an unlimited supply. Have you ever seen that case study where they tell the kids, we'll come back, which is a sick joke if, uh, for you. Well, they say, uh, put your kids in a room and they say, you can have one marshmallow now, or you can have the um, one marshmallow now, or you can have the whole bag in a little bit, right? And most of the kids just eat the marshmallow right now. You don't know, see them in the room and <laughs> He's freaking out, sweating. <laughs> Just eat the marshmallow. But I think a lot of it, that implies to us, delayed gratification is a hard thing to do. 
to delay a desire, to delay a want. We all have this desire that we want to see the new now. We want to see all that heaven offers because it's in us. We want to see the finest of, of the, the, the jewelry, the amenities, food, you name it, the taste. Oh, yeah. We're going to get something even greater. We'll get glimpses and taste of it here, the all things new mindset, but it's going to be greater forever. Like I have a few pictures, right, that remind us of this. The first one, man, we're going to have a new capital with the king. Um, we're going to have a new capital with the king, and it's going to be all things new, the, the capital. It's going to be all things new. That's the first one, yeah. All things new. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be all things new. And as we continue, we have the schools and all things new, education. What's it going to be like learning in heaven? Woo! What? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're getting glimpses of it now. Our roads are going to be so beautiful, all things new. In fact, God's just, he, his dust is gold. You know, something that we desire. We'll, we'll kill somebody over it. And he's paving streets with it. Low key. Like, that's what he's doing. That's awesome, you guys. And as we continue, you see homes, you know, boarded up, foreclosures. Not anymore. You're going to see us working and developing in the new city. It's going to be powerful. And God's going to be with us. What kind of king comes down and is with his people? What kind of king? Our king, Jesus. A lot different than any king we've ever seen. And these faces is what it's all about. It's about me and you. Behold, I'm making all things new. So now we're going to continue reading Revelation 21 with that kind of idea of where God's taken us. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and as it continues verse 3 and I heard a loud voice with from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them they will be his people now this is exciting Not a, no one wants to feel like their property nobody wants to be uh, oppressed or in bondage no one wants to feel like they're just a number in some big system but to, to be one of the Lord's people is a high, high honor because he's a high, high king and he's worthy and he's perfect. So this, isn't, this is even hard to understand today because a lot of our authority structures, we've seen abuse of it. God's authority st structure is so freeing and so holy that we're, 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 we're running to, not from. We're, like, <gasps> we're being pulled and captivated, not we have to. Here's your job assignment. Here's your checklists. No, all things new. This is the mindset of what's taking place. So when you see with his people, this is a good thing. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new, new, forever new, forever, ever, ever new. How many people here, when you think of the word perspective, and you think of a glass of water, see this glass of water as uh, half full? How many people are half fullers? Half full, okay, there you go, half full. Only got a couple, only a couple half fullers in the room. Oh, well, this is, if it was only half full, the city wouldn't look the way it looks, okay? If there was only a couple of us, because uh, the other side of it, so how many people, this is, uh, you know, and uh, it's like, so how many say half empty? Half empty. 
Oh, okay. And then, and, then, and then no one wants to admit the other people. Okay, it's okay. So the, so the half empty is, is, is more, the first service, they, they're not half empty. But yeah, I like that. And then, um, so the half empty is a lot of times where our mind thinks. And then the half full is, you know, that's the positive. You know, hopefully it's going to be more of us. Because I never thought about the equation like this. The question is, is, is people always say, well, how full is the glass? They don't ask how much water's in the glass. And so when I saw this I, I, at a hotel this week, I sat for 15 minutes thinking about this. Technically, the glass is always full because it's half with air. I stopped and I thought, I never heard that. And maybe you've heard it, so you've thought about it, and maybe you've still decided where you land. I never thought about it because I didn't fully think outside the box. Now, I hate the box. I don't believe there's a box. I don't even believe the, you take the box and stand on it. I don't think there is a box. So there's no constraints for our life. Just because we have done one thing one particular way doesn't mean we should. Now, for instance, take example. Electricity came in the last uh, you know, 100 or so years. Doesn't mean uh, it, it didn't come for you know, thousands of years before that. So the way we're doing electricity now doesn't mean the way we should do it the next 100 years. You with me? And the lights, development, all these type of things. And we get so accustomed to our setting that we're driving. We don't see the things anymore. And, and one of the example would be, do you see the telephone poles when you're driving all the time? No. They just start blending in. Until you look at them and you're like, ah, oh, there's got to be a better way, right? Has anybody thought, when are we going to update and up-renovate and revise and refresh our grid? You know, and you think about that, it's because now I think we're limited, we're limited by just the way we're looking at our current setting. Now, there's brilliant people, of course, that have commissioned their life to the advancement of our society, and kudos to them. But what if we were always forward-thinking goodness, it's half full of air. The air never got talked about in the question. In fact, maybe we start answering, there's a glass. You know that, right? Well, that's not what I asked you. No, there's a glass, but we need to talk about it because having the, a glass is a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah, but what about if the glass fell off the table and broke? Well, what about if we found the broom to clean it up? Oh, what about if we found the broom to clean it up and then we put it in the trash and somebody picked it up? See how the perspective starts to change. Perspective meaning this, our attitude or the way we view something, a different point of view to see it. I really think in our settings, and I know this to be true in my own life, I've seen myself look at things wrong a lot. And I got to revisit it. I got to revisit it with fresh eyes. Fresh perspective. So I pray today there's a perspective shift in us as a people. This morning, a perspective shift. That it's always full, no matter if you say it's half empty or not. Now, if the question is how much water is in the glass, but how full is the glass, you must always account for the air. You can't see it, but it's always there. You can't see God at work, but he's always there. Always there. When God first rocked my life, I was one of those functioning addicts. So when you think addict, I'm not sure what you think. Maybe you uh, start to denounce somebody in one particular, like uh, belittle them. Ah, just, you know, they deal with addiction or whatever. Well, you wouldn't have necessarily known with me. I was working for a magazine in the area. I was writing sports for, um, for I, I got to interview 
uh, Bobby Williams at the time, Michigan State's football coach, I got to connect and interview Mateen Cleese. And so when I'm talking about my pre-Jesus days, when I'm partying, there's still high-functioning days, if you will, okay? Um, on the basketball team, and then, and then senior year kicked off, but I'm still graduating in the threes. And so there's, there's, there's things happening there. The reason I say that, because here's my context where I'm used to achieving, I'm used to you know, having friends and being known. And so when I finally am at the end of myself knowing, okay, I can't k- keep living these two worlds. I can't keep being arrested and then going to a job. I can't, I can't live these two worlds anymore. I'm at the end of myself. And I heard the gospel on Easter Sunday, 2002. I remember just going up front, 3,000 people looking at me, and I didn't give a rip what anybody thought. My haircut, what I'm wearing, it didn't matter. I remember selling my car to a friend, and then the car broke down. I felt bad about that. actually made that right recently, Um, so shout out to him. But but, he gave me, part of the deal was he gave me uh, his 86 Dodge Aries with oxidated paint. Four-door, 86 Dodge Aries. And he thought it didn't work because um, it, it wasn't shifting gears, but it needed transmission fluid. And so it got transmission fluid. And I, you know what I started doing? I started showing up at church three times a week, knowing no one in the 86 Dodge Aries, and I didn't care at all. I was just like, you know, then my boy Jay started riding with me, and we were just whipping this thing around. We didn't even care. Where before, it's got to be pristine. We gotta get, you know, everything's gotta look right, be tight. But there was something about when I was so broken before God that my perspective changed. I didn't even care how I was getting there. Everything started becoming new. And I wish I could tell you I stayed there. Because there's another side of the story where I remember one time we were getting ready to go to Atlanta to record with some Grammy-nominated producers. These were the sought-out ones. They were our desired pick. We called them up, pitched the vision. They said, sure, I'll come to Atlanta with you guys for a week. And we go there. And I remember thinking, okay, what are we going to wear, right? We're going to meet these Grammy-nominated producers. And you want to get ready. And we're spending every dollar we have. And uh, getting new shoes, haircut before you go, jeans, shirt. You know, it's all picked out. And it's fine and stuff. Until we get there and realize they didn't even change the whole week. They're just like sleeping on couch. They didn't even care. I'm thinking, why did I care to impress these guys? Now, there's a time. No one cares. If you, want, if you like to dress up, do you, right? But we went out of our way to try to impress when it may or may not have been a technique. When I just wonder if we were so limited by our perspective of what we thought they would feel or what, how we would be received and I should have taken that 86 Dodge Aries mindset right down there to Atlanta. Now, it all worked out. It was amazing. And it was used for my sanctification. But I think a newsflash for some of us, there's still the number one question we get asked on a Sunday is this. What do I wear? I want to respect this. What do I wear? What do you mean what do you wear? Like, where did that come up? Where did that come from? That could, that could be so harmful because how we see God is somehow we got to get cleaned up for him to be new. But when we're new in him, we have all things new, the inside out mindset. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, I love how the message puts this. It says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. Can you relate? You ever feel like life's all falling apart? And on the inside, where God is making new life, Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. 
These hard times, they're small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. Got to have vision. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see will last forever. We start living for the eternal kingdom, starts giving radical importance for today. When we live with the end in mind, we start to reflect that in our daily activity today. Now, where people have gotten this wrong, and I think myself included, is, well, we got to get as many people to heaven as possible, right? True, but we're also reflecting the rhythm of heaven now. We're not, we're not, we can't just be negligent dads or negligent workers, illegitimate, never found active and faithful. In fact, we're the most faithful people because we already know the ending. We can, we're okay with a delayed result. There's only one time that we can be faithful and focused and help people and serve, and that's here on this side of eternity. So that gives us actually way more um, like a motivation now. You guys still with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving in the neighborhood, this is the type of king we have. In Revelation 21 in the message and John 1, it's really neat because you don't pick this up in other translations. But here you have, this is the type of master we serve. Maybe you forgot, feel forgotten about. I've heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood. This is what's happening here. Making his home with men and women. They're his people. He's their God. And then last year in our Vision Sunday, we pitched Love Runs To, not From, because that's the nature of God. He doesn't run away from your issues. He runs right to them. And it says this, the word became flesh and blood, verse 14, and moved into the neighborhood. I love this imagery because it shows God not far from. It shows him very present. It shows him not as an activist kind of talking about, let's rally. Let's, he's saying, come on, let's, we're going to make change from the inside out. How do we see that today? Well, it doesn't seem like God's making everything new today. The greatest change he offers is not on the outside systems, but it's on the inside person. Me and you, that's the greatest change he ever does. He switches our perspective. You don't have to run. He's right here today. You don't have to get ready for him. He already knew you'll never be good enough to get ready. He wants to change our perspective, to shift it. I think this commercial, um, this video that was created, illustrates it magnificent. You, you're different. You do things your way. That's what makes you one of a kind. You don't need things. You're happy with who you are. You don't care about money. You have everything you've ever wanted. You don't do it for appearances. You do it because it works. And this, this is not a car. This is you. It's a lifestyle. A choice. Your choice. Introducing a used 1996 Honda Accord. A car for people who have life figured out and just need a way to get somewhere. Luxury is a state of mind. 
How many, yeah, come on. How many people drove here in your dream car? Anybody drove here in their dream car? Dream. How many people live in their dream house? Live in their dream house? Well, here's the crazy part. We actually probably all do. Because in our car and in our house today is God. And he's with us. We don't have to go get something else, y'all. I'm telling you, you know what's crazy? Is the lie has crept into our lives. The lie has crept in. The wrong question has crept in. Western civilization of just let's go get more, dominate, when wait, that's cheap grace. Do we discount what we have, who we are, royalty, citizens of another planet, the one who's going to make all things new, who's paving roads with gold, who's given us the ability for a sound mind, who forgives us every time we're guilty, a word that's really stuck to my life, and it's tetelestai. It's a Greek word, and that phrase means this. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And what that is, is if you've ever gotten a phone call from a credit collector making you feel that you're half as much because you owe somebody, well, not only did you owe a debt, and me, we owe debts. This debt we could never pay. And the payment is eternal separation from God because that's the consequence for this debt. So it's not just, hey, I'm going to come and we're going to collect and we're going to repo this. It's you're going to be separated from God forever if you don't get this one right. And this is the essence of what it means to be a Jesus follower. It means I'm a sinner. I need a savior. And I'm not comparing myself to him or her. I'm comparing myself to God and oh God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Help me. And what's crazy in that moment is when Tetelestai, it is finished, happened. What that meant was Jesus's payment in full gave us the ability to live a life full now. It's not, well, when I get this, that's my dream. No, no. Now. The full access with Jesus all the time is new. All things new. That there's no more gap, there's no more hierarchy, that no matter where we're at in any particular region, we walk as holy people, as salt that doesn't lose taste, as light that never grows dim, and we let it shine. And that's when we say, man, because our king is going to give us a kingdom, and so right now we're walking in that power, that authority, and we're not confused about it at all because he is making all things new. And we need that in us. We need that confidence. We need that backbone. We're going to exercise those faith muscles to see beyond what we see. And that's what's so powerful and beautiful. Have you ever been in class and they teach you, uh, you know, math? And you have addition, you have subtraction, maybe geometry and trigonometry. And if you apply that to the gospel sometimes, okay, what's the quiz? What's the test? I was thinking about this thinking, you can't add anything to the work of Jesus. Well, let's make it better. Let's make it more beautiful. Let's get light sounds. Let's add stuff to him. Let's get a fresh fade. Wait, what he did is more than enough. It's awesome, perfect, permanent, final. It's finished. So you can't add to it. And then the other side is, well, what, what can we subtract to it? Well, let me take away from what he did. Nothing. Because this is a force field that no one can penetrate. That's what he meant when I literally have the keys to heaven and earth. And there's no more evil that can overcome. Behold, I am with you always. 
I'm making all things new. So now we walk in a whole new type of freedom to run and to play, freedom to receive. So I hope today this would be where we refresh and we reset. That eternity isn't something that we're working towards, but it's a kingdom that we're bringing and living now that we've received. It's a mindset, the perspective shift. It's, we got a 96 Honda, a bunch of miles, but it's the dream car. I know it's hard, you don't get it, duh. But it's the truth. It's the only thing, you know, th this is the only moment we're promised, right here, right now. That's it. We get so caught up in what tomorrow will bring, and that's healthy to plan and prepare. But what's eternally true is to live now with a leader guiding us that has overcome and conquered the universe. So we're going to sing a song. And as we sing this song, it's the first song we sang, and it's this, the beauty of the simple gospel. And my prayer would be that whatever the, the lie is Satan has told you, that you're not good enough or you need this new thing. And once you get that new thing, you'll be complete. Or if this girl would just like you, if that boy would give you attention, if their job would give you a little bit of promotion, my coworker would give me a little bit of dignity, and maybe as we just say, God, I, I, I want you to come in that area of my heart, make it new. I, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do this, that he's going to pour out vision that he has for that setting to show you how he sees it, that there's air there. There's air there, that you're looking at the same problem, but with a different solution. The same problem, but with a different solution. That's vision. Vision. We have to live beyond our sight because we have a king that is alive and free forever. Amen, y'all? So let's worship and let's pray that God will do something in us today that is truly all things new. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.